I am Michael Solosi, and this is Retro Encounter, episode 155. We are here to discuss Suikoden 2, and I am joined by four Retro Encounter regulars from two weeks ago, starting with Helena Hakes. Hey, everyone. Also, the Keegan Lee. Blair. Priest Mendoza. Hi, everybody. And Leona McCallum. You never told us you were going to do a voice. <laughs> now, in Suikoden, you always record 106, 107, 108 stars! Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay. 2 is behind us, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Retro Encounter. We uh, have had a lot of fun playing it over these past over the past month or so. And, um, yeah, I've had the Nickelord boss battle theme on semi-repeat off and on for at least a week. That, that, that song rules your serenaded by it just now. You heard my terrible Bella Lugosi impression. Uh, fellow Hungarian-American there, by the way. Now, this is my first time playing Suikoden 2. I had a lot of fun doing it. We're going to get into the specifics of that very soon, but I'm not the only first-time player here. Uh, Alana, to open up the episode, can you give us your very, very generalized overall thoughts on Suikoden 2? Uh, what, you, what you liked about it the most, maybe? Uh, sure. Um, how am I going to convince everything into, like, one thing? I yes, think summer. I adored it. To summarize, it's probably the best game I've played on the podcast since Xenogears. Um, so my favorite thing about Squeakerden 2, maybe Dark and Romper. Um, those two are really high up. Uh, but um, the best thing about Squeakerden 2 for me is I went in worried it would do like a Final Fantasy 12 on war. So I thought it would be a very generalized scope of like war is terrible war is bad we must be rebellious and fight against the war and it does that but it gives you a frame with which to view it with so the main characters are for me what makes it really good and like all 108 of them all have their own different personalities and they all make not war relatable but it makes it feel personal rather than just being like this is a war i'm the princess and someone's died my husband's died i'm just regurgitating final fantasy 12's plot I feel like I felt angry. Like I felt personally affected by Suikoden 2's story. It was so well presented and very well paced as well for a 40 hour RPG. There's not really a beat wrong with it. Oh, and it also tugs at your heartstrings, and I hate Konami. So, yeah. <laughs> I, d- I hate them anyway. But yeah, it's super hard to summarize, but I'm sure I loved it. And. I think character and story are probably the biggest reasons why. Awesome. Well, um, piggybacking off you a little bit, uh, of all of the retro encounter games that were me playing a game for the first time, uh, I think the only one that maybe I like as much as Suikoden 2 is, uh, I'm looking at the list of all the episodes now, maybe Tales of the Abyss and that's it. Uh, nice. Be- because I... Yeah. I, I Really had a lot of fun with this game. Um, my last several days of playing it, I just at work I wanted nothing more to do than to go back home and start playing it again. In the especially in the game's second half, I agree with you on the pace. It never really feels like it's wasting time. You're always either running from something or chasing after something, or you're in between missions and you're recruiting as many uh, heroes to your army as you can. Uh, it 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 doesn't seem to cover a lot of ground like i don't th- i don't think of the suikoden 2 world as a massive world but it's very dense and there isn't really any wasted space i feel like like something important and memorable happens in every location in the game that you visit just about mm-hmm. and yeah. uh there the and like you said there's a, a huge number of characters but there's a lot of personality 
there and there's just a lot to like about this game and i i feel like it's uh it's very very devoted cult following is justified the four of you and maybe listeners as well maybe might remember that uh near the end of the first episode into episode I presented five things I didn't like and five things I liked about Suikoden 2. And I, I want to revisit those just really briefly. Uh, uh, and, and Leona, Keegan, and Triss, as, as the Suikoden 2 veterans here, I pl- please provide commentary. Um, the, the five things I didn't lo- love, I think, were... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a list now. Uh, the weird localization, the inconsistent audio, the sort of samey-looking world map, uh, the terrible tactical battles... And um, the weird sort of uh, uh, menus and descriptions and um, and well, fiddly menus, I guess. And uh, of those five things, I-, I think the audio did get better because there there was more boss themes and one of the tactical battles actually did have uh, real audio <laughs> late in the game. But I, I think it's just I think it's just the last one. Yeah. And um, uh, silent singing recruitment scenes, notwithstanding, I thought that the audio did get better in the second half. And I, I did get used to the menus, even though I still don't think they're great. But, yeah, and uh, the world map I got used to also. But I think I still think the script is weird and bad, and the tactical battles are just terrible. I never got used to those tactical battles. I had Apple do the all the work for me for probably 75% of them. <laughs> yeah. I will say, in defense of the menus slightly, they're much better than Suikoden 1. So oh, yeah. Suikoden yeah. 2 oh, yeah. oh, gives yeah. you a party inventory, but in Suikoden 1, each party member has an individual inventory, and that is it. And basically, I think there's like 10 or 6 or 7 or 10 slots each, but 6 of those are always taken up by equipment. So you only have like 4 or 5 spare item slots. Oh, yeah. each- that, that's like yeah. Dragon Quest 2. That, that's a game from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is 1995, so... Coming <laughs> just from Lunar and then going into Suikoden 1, it was like, oh, not again! <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Lunar 1, it's like, oh, damn, this inventory in Lunar 1 sucks. And then you go to Lunar 2, it's like, okay, this is better. Oh, I'm glad that Lunar 1's behind me. And then straight back into Suikoden, oh, no, it's back. <laughs> you're, just having a ro- you're just having a roller coaster emotional ride of inventory management, Leona. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, and I, I will say, as for like weird scripts, like I appreciate two is so much more now that I'm playing three because three has some localization choices. Oh, it's yes. it's it's a bit weird. <laughs> Konami okay. should just pay a bunch of money to a, stu- a, a studio that actually still makes video games and re-release all of these with new scripts because it, it <sighs> seems like that there are technical issues and script issues with almost all the Suikoden games. Like like there in Suikoden two, there were parts where. Like an uncommon piece of dialogue, like uh, I think there's one person in Forest Village and a few people. If I like spoke to merchants behind their counters or something, it was it was untranslated. You would get those weird, yes. yeah. Y- yeah, the yeah. weird gobbledygook <laughs> from un- that that's untranslated Japanese imported into an English keyboard. Yes, yeah. you get that. Yeah, and um, they spelled Joey's name three different times, three different yes. ways. <laughs> they oh wait, really? They do. Yeah, it's it's. It's J J O E I a bunch of times in the second half, and I think they just called him Joe J O E once. What? So I must have brain glossed over that. It's it's like head and it's not like right in the main story. I don't think it, it's it's, like... it's unprofessional. <laughs> like I I, I think that yeah. it, like this is not a good localization. I want to see a Suikoden in like one plus two remake just so they can fix it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. It didn't nice. hamper my enjoyment of the game. Right? No, no, but, no, like, no. Same with three. I still think it's a great game, but like you just like. They seemed rushed. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I still loved to, but um I, I could I definitely noticed the wonky localization. 
Yeah, no, I agree. That was like my biggest thing with Secret of Two when I first played it. Even now, like looking through and like actually taking my time to read it, like everything carefully, it, it is a kind of a big problem. And I think that's what a lot of people do want is a retranslation of the script to make it feel much more, you know, sharp and succinct and much more. Because even some of the things from one are kind of weirdly tr- carried over to two. And, um, and so that's why a lot of people are like, we hope that Sukuna 2 gets a revamp. Mm. So, yeah. Anything to do with Sukuna would be great. It's <laughs> not, <laughs> not a Pachenko game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 108 falling coins. Oh, no. <laughs> right, and so uh, I, I think basically I was uh, I, I, I accurately represented my feelings in the first episode, saying that those mm-hmm. were five issues, mm-hmm. and uh, and they sometimes improved, sometimes stayed the course in the second half of the game. Going to the five things I really liked about Suikoden Two from the first episode. Uh, first, the um, party customization, which you know we don't really have to talk about. There, there, there's a bunch of characters, a bunch of runes. It's all really cool. Uh, the yeah. the really fun dramatic plot, which we will definitely talk about, so we can put that on hold for now. Um, the loop of recruiting 108 characters and building your castle, which is awesome and is still awesome. The China influenced fantasy setting, which is still really cool, and I want to get into that a little bit more later when we talk about a certain character. Uh, and also, maybe the thing that I consistently noticed the most were the amazing sprites in this game. Oh, yes. God, they're so good. Like, every time I got a new character, I'd, I'd, have, I'd throw them in for two battles just to like see what their attack animation was. Yeah. And, um, and the bosses were amazing. Alana, do you have any thoughts about these boss sprites? <laughs> Yay. Well, we spoke about my sewer rat last time, didn't we? But this time, let's talk about the bone dragon with... Ooh, I must point out as well, to, for comparison, Suikoden so 1 has some normal dragons in it, but they make elephant noises, like <laughs> very specifically an elephant trunk. Oh, well, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's Suikoden straight up an elephant. Suikoden 2's dragon representation is a lot more authentic, and the bone dragon is spectacular. I also want to give a shout out to the like normal skeleton enemies you fight around the Tinto area, yes. which look like they're ripped straight out of Jason and the Argonauts, kind of... <laughs> The 1950s, like, stop motion. It's so cool. The sprite work is amazing in this game. Like, as Solosi said, just, like, throwing a character in your party just to watch their attack animation. I mean, I I know who my favorite sprite is, and it's Karen's. Did you ever play with her? Uh Karen has a, like, um, Mm. she's a dancer character, and she starts wearing sort of, like, veils and stuff, and then as soon as you select an attack, she throws her veil off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the dancer yes. who sort of yeah, like she's a dancer. Mm-hmm. who who is like in this demure robe, and then when she turns uh-huh. her, but then when she gets into her dancing gear, she like transforms on stage, and you had to recruit her with a damn rhythm game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's a lot of fun. It's yeah. like okay, I guess my Guitar Hero instincts from ten years ago are kicking back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also also look like um, and when you do Joey, oh not Joey, Ryu or the hero who's canonically named Ryu and Anami's. Uh-huh. Um, buddy animation or buddy or uh, unite attack. It always um, there's a chance that it changes. Um, um, the animations all are also very different, and that there's a one animation where you and um, Ryu or the hero ends up doing all the work, 
and then and, Nami is sitting and, there and, drinking tea. Yeah, she's drinking tea and doesn't. And, and I think she also Reading like she, and she also slaps her butt sometimes for the uh, for the attack animation. <laughs> yeah. I, I I did get the Nami drinking tea one thing. It reminded me of the Skullamania super super art in Street Fighter EX3, but of, me, of, cor- of course it did. Um, but like, yeah, there's just a lot of. A lot of humor and personality in these animations, and the, the bone dragon that Alana mentioned—it's it, a slightly cartoony bone dragon. Like it has an oversized head with giant eye sockets, and all, and is not quite smiling. Like it reminded me of like a dr- the animated dragons in a game I was playing an hour ago, Dragon Quest Eleven, and that is a tw- 2018 game made 20 years later. Like to get wow. to the level of a, yeah. of a boss sprite. Wow. Like that pretty and expressive and cartoony and with that much personality, I I thought of a game made twenty years later. It's just it's so weird. The Bone Dragon is such like a non-important boss. It's just kind of like thrown in there, but it's an amazing looking boss. It's just like pointless though. It's just like and now you fight the dragon. And, yeah. and you know what? I have probably fought like fifty different kinds of zombie dragons and bone dragons in RPGs over my career, <laughs> um, and and this is one of the best looking ones. It's just it. It has just a huge head and and moves in a really sort of uh, like enticing way. It's 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 great. The the um uh the sprite an- the sprite animations for both characters and bosses are awesome in Suikoden too. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are. I think the only comparable game other than fighting games that we could maybe look at is something we covered the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. Breath of Fire Four. Yeah, they're the closest I can think of to like really awesome smooth character animations that give each character and enemy personality like everything is different and it shows you just how much work has gone into it and how well those sprites have aged both games really because they're quite different like swiggins are a bit more colorful and they're a bit more cartoony i would say whereas there's like softer palettes on breath of fire 4 yeah. but they're both definitely like the animations on them are smooth and just gorgeous yeah, I, I, like the Suikoden Two animations. It, now Suikoden Two is a couple years older than Breath of Fire Four, but only maybe two or three years max. But I think Breath of Fire Four's animations, uh, for, at least for the main characters, had more variety and more frames in battle. Like because because each character had a bunch of different battle actions that they could do, but Suikoden Two's were almost seemed more like a painting. Like like they were yeah. like, like 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 they were more canned. Like each of the uh, Breath of Fire main characters almost was like a fighting game character that had a lot of different range of motion and a lot of different actions. And Suikoden Two had maybe fewer actions for each character, but more characters, and it was more sort of set in scene in a way. It, it, they they popped more in Suikoden Two. Yeah. Uh, but there were those are two games of roughly the same era, or no, sure the same era with great. Uh, sprite animations, and I—that uh, th- was another game I did think of when I was, you know, contemplating the sprites of Sweet Into Alana, and that was an episode mm-hmm. that you and I did uh, did as a duo. It was, it was a lot of fun to record as well. Um, mm-hmm. But all right, that's enough talking about um, some uh, Sweet Into in more general terms. Let's go to where we left off in the storyline. Uh, now we left after the liberation of Green Hill, and after Green- the events in Green Hill, the party goes to Matilda and its capital, Rockaxe. 
and and we met a couple of the Rock Axe characters at the summit in Muse, where yes. they, uh, where Miklatov and Camus, their two of their knights were reinforcements that were sort of unceremoniously pulled, and then which allowed Muse to get overrun by the Highland forces. So like we already kind of have a bad opinion of these of these Matilda guys, <laughs> especially their king Gorodo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the giant yeah. Right from the start. Yeah. 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 Oh the minute gosh. he says, he basically says, um, because there's some Muse refugees, if I remember rightly, and they're trying to get to Matilda or Rockax and Camus and I'm gonna go French this time apparently. Camus and Miklasov are um <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, just, just like, like, just, like the, uh, just like the philosopher Camus, right? Uh yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Um <laughs> But um yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when the refugees are coming here and Miklasov and Camus are like, oh no, we want to help, and Garuda's like, you are not going, and they listen to him, and obviously they die. The you watch the yeah. refugees yeah. die, oh, and they're so angry. And there's a scene, I think it's at the end of this period, or when you're in um, Rockax, where. Miklatov like basically doesn't take orders from Gerudo and Gerudo loses it and he's like if you're going to disobey me then you're not going to be my captain and then he throws his emblem off or, and then all of the knights proceed <laughs> oh, to so, so awesome oh, yes so powerful yeah and, it, yeah I mean, every scene that Gerudo is in, like first with that Muse conference, then with the events in Rock Axe, and then with later events in Rock Axe, which we'll talk to about later, <laughs> um, like he just is more and more of a jerk. And uh, Camus and Miklatov are extremely honorable knights who are loyal to Matilda, but also very devoted to the idea of justice. And Miklatov's a little bit more headstrong, a little bit more dramatic, and Camus is a little bit more behind the scenes, a little bit more like calculating, but he lets Miklatov do his thing. And j- mm-hmm. just with these few short scenes with those three characters, we get so much out of them and get so much of their personalities. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I think it was you, Leona, though it might have been, been Triss or Keegan, and I, for- I apologize for forgetting. I think you mentioned that... Suikoden 2 uses its tactical battles kind of like cutscenes. Yeah. 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 And they, and they want, basically they want to show character interactions and events, but with sort of an, a bird's eye view of a battlefield for, for these cutscenes. And for that, that refugee scene, we basically just see a bunch of little refugee (laughs) infantry (laughs) units get massacred by the Highlanders. While, Mm -hmm. uh, while, um, the, the Matildan Knights are just sitting there by a wall. And it's, uh, again, I don't love the, um, tactical battles in the, in this game when you're an active participant in them, but, uh, this was a good way to communicate that sort of, um, really awful, uh, dramatic scene. It, it was it was cool as hell, and yeah. then it, um and the whole uh, Matilda events culminating in the badges being thrown down, and then Camus and uh, Miklatov joining your army is just great. Mm. You just feel so helpless watching those refugees because there's nothing you can do. You're behind this wall. Yeah, nothing to top... you can do for them. And then to top it all off, in the middle of that, you go over to Muse from Rockax. And you see another group of uh, people get massacred. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now, I think this is the first time they really mention the Beast Rune in this game. Oh, yeah. It is. And, uh, and they basically, the Highlanders have one of the 28? 27. One of the 27 true runes, the Beast Rune, which is a rune of, you know, like power and savagery and hunger. And they yeah. sacrifice a huge number of 
of Muse citizens to create uh, these golden wolves. And it, 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 please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that scene in Muse the only time you really meet those golden wolves? Yeah, right. Uh, right. The second time so. you go to Muse as well, they are. Right. Um, yeah, but that's it. You don't see them outside yeah, of Muse. I, yeah, right, but, but so anyway, they sacrifice a bunch of Muse citizens to make these golden wolves that sort of you you fight a couple of them and then you just then you um get the hell out of there. But <laughs> why didn't they just seek those golden wolves on all the other armies? <laughs> like, like why why didn't they why didn't they just attack people with an army of wolves with, with the beast rune? I don't think an official explanation is given, but in my brain headcanon, I like to think the wolves need to be near the beast rune itself to function yeah. properly. Yeah, At least that's what makes sense too. to me. But the beast yeah. rune... I thought the beast rune was in Le Renouille. Yeah, yeah, I thought it is. Oh, I thought it was in music. It's on the floor in Renouille. Le Renouille? I can't pronounce I, it. I don't know. <laughs> I think Le, Le Renouille. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Alana and I are the people who obviously took some French classes in secondary school. I took German, so, okay? So, 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 yeah, I so actually we're... took Spanish. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a made-up made French word, so we'll For, take yes. that. Uh, well, it probably is a real French word. I just don't know what it is. But the, no, uh... it isn't. No, it isn't? <laughs> Never mind no, that. Uh, there was a nice big game FAQ thread about it being a fake French word, and people were looking it up. It's like, um, there's another one that they... Oh, it's like Holero, the German translation for secret of mana which is not oh. a real job but it's just uh, like a yeah hmm. Hmm. okay well anyway um uh real or french fake words i'm um, real or fake french words aside um that's the our that's our uh first introduction to the beast rune which will again feature heavily later uh and after witnessing that atrocity gordo denying the atrocity ever happening and then gordo treating his knights like trash um, oh. After Miklatov makes his report, we get that dramatic scene where they throw down their badges. But oh shoot, we skipped over a couple things. Um, first of all, most importantly, I got a fourth double beat rune just walking to Muse without oh. trying. Yeah, so I, I got so yeah, I had four double beat runes. I had three from the beginning of the game, and I got a fourth one, and that's the most important part. But also, um, when you're walking around uh, and accompanying Miklatov to his secret mission into Muse. Uh, you can stop by Highway Village and do a and do a Dragon Nest dungeon to recruit two guys from Suikoden One. Yes. Yeah, I love Flitch. Yes. I love that Flitch. side quest. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a nice little side quest, and and mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably surprisingly easy to miss. Like I had a I had a recruitment guide that I was following, so I um, I knew to go to the to the inn and talk to them three times and stay at the inn twice yeah. or whatever yeah. you had to do. But mm-hmm. it, like if you just stop by Highway Village and buy some items and and save and go on. It's probably easy to miss that one. Yeah, oh, it is. I, I yeah, think the is. first time I played, I did miss it. It's very like a narrow window because you're locked yeah. in the builder for a long time. After that, I don't yeah, think the, you can even go back. Yeah, the guy the guy I was following said, "Like, do this now. Only chance to do it." <laughs> or something. <Yeah. laughs> like, I think you, I think you can go back after you liberate Rock Axe, but they aren't there anymore. And um, no. so, yeah. so, like, so like Highway Village won't disappear, but that, uh, but that mission in Rock Axe is the only chance to do that. Yeah, because yeah, before Rock Axe is the cutoff point for getting all 108 stars of destiny, because you get um, yes. Lechnat comes along and tells you. So that is the cutoff yeah. point. That is the cutoff point. Yeah. It's such a the side quest is is when you play Sukhna One, 
it has, has a lot more weight because you actually see his it dragon does. black die. Oh, yeah, and oh. the sacrifice they make. So what, what him like in mourning for this dragon? He's a dragon knight, but he has no dragon, so he got sent away from the the dragon knights. I can't don't remember what it's called, but yeah. Funny that uh, he names both of his dragons after the runes in Suikoden too. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love Butch. He has such a good arc between uh the first three Suikoden games. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. See him again. Oh yeah, yeah. is is, uh, is, is the the best character in Suikoden two bright also in Suikoden three? He is and playable. Yeah. Yes. Oh cool. Oh my god. Yes. And writable. <laughs> oh man, yes. Alana. Suikoden three lets you mount uh, some of the beast characters depending yep. on who they're partnered with. Yeah. Mount the bug. Yeah, you can mount yes. the bug, the yes. griffin, and I think. Can you Bright have a duck mounting a bug? No, oh, no, God, I wish. It's only certain characters. Oh. Can mount characters. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, like this is a significantly sized side quest. It's a uh, you know long-ish mm-hmm. dungeon. You recruit two characters. There's some personal drama in it, and you get a baby dragon at the end. So it's automatically awesome. But it's, it's okay, uh, but yeah. but it's surprisingly missable. And I was a. Uh, like so, and while I was doing it, I'm like, man, I would like this game a little bit less if I skipped over this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also forgot to mention that uh, I think Humphrey is one of only few characters that brings his equipment from Suikoden One over to Two. Mm-hmm. If you have the um, transfer, yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Him, Pesmerga, and I think there's one other. I can't oh, remember. Um, Fl- uh, Flick and Victor can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, their levels come over, but I don't. I'm talking oh, about yeah, like their exact gear. Oh, I yeah, see that bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Pesmerga <laughs> is such a weird character. He's just, like, comes up at the end and he's like, I'm after Yuba. And then he, like, disappears because Yuba disappears. I'm like, oh, fine. Pesmerga yeah. yeah. and Yuba are just, like, one of those mysteries of the Sook in the series that we'll never know. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and the thing is, Yuba plays a huge role in the third one and it sucks because you want to know more about it. Yeah. And oh. you're just... It teases you with, like, Please, please, just let, give us more, and then it just ends. Okay. I'm sure it was going to be great. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, Konami's not really making games anymore, and the Suikoden <laughs> architect that made one through three like isn't. I don't think he's in video games anymore either, and he he uh, didn't he didn't work on five. No, but okay. five is still good. It feels the most Suikoden after he left. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. right. But uh, I have one question about maybe this is uh, maybe this is clear in the text and I just missed it. Um, is part of why Luca Blight is so powerful and so bloodthirsty uh, being around the Beast Rune? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, or is, well, I feel like... Is, is, it, is it all him or is the, did the Beast Rune help, basically? I think it's a lot to do with him, I think. Okay, yeah. I would interpret I it being partly the Beast Rune. I don't know why, because I feel Maybe like... In part. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's never really addressed directly. Like he's just this yeah. vicious thing, and I do think because we'll get to it. Like he is, other than the final boss, the single longest boss fight in the game, probably the longest yeah. anyway. If you're not, but yeah, like his he's just so powerful. I was stand, like playing this boss fight, thinking, how the damn hell are you doing all this? Like how are you, how are you taking like twenty arrows? Like how are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, again, like this is a game where the the villains are politicians and generals and large scale battles, and then you just have one this one anime demon that is just 
that can is a one man <laughs> army all himself, and it takes three squadrons and dozens of arrows and being betrayed by multiple sides just to stop him. Mm. It's yeah. a we'll, we'll we'll get to him very soon, but uh, I, I yeah, that's a weird nature nurture argument with Luca Blight. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I I figured he was sort of always had that hate in his heart and was all re- always powerful, but the beast rune just sort of turned up the volume on all of those things on him. The- the hate part is definitely him. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, the, yeah, the hatred is definitely him, yeah. Right, he but, does uh, have a very, like, tragic childhood, to say the least. I don't oh, know yeah. how deeply we want to go into that, because it's the, very we, we, sensitive. We, no, we, we can right. go into it a little bit. But, uh, yeah. but, but before we talk about Lucas some more, um, basically after the events in Matilda, uh, the Highlanders move into the southern part of the continent and start uh, attacking... Um, Radat and South Window and all of the cities mm-hmm. near your castle, and 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 but and sort of before you end up challenging them for the full time, you decide to uh, sneak around to the south and recruit um, some Toran Republic. Uh, excuse me. Try to recruit the Toran Republic to your cause, and that is the. Please again, I, I might be getting this wrong. That's the nation that was founded after the events of Suikoden One. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And they wanted the main character of Suikoden One to be its its first president, but uh, he declined. And we so we have these uh, uh, these other Suikoden One characters in, yeah, leadership, in leadership, right? Lepant. Yeah. Lepant. and his uh, and his and his son and his Lepant. son Sheena. Leave me alone! I didn't take French. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at Lepant. Like Lepant, I'm yeah. laughing at his ridiculous character. And remember how like. <laughs> top barbarian he is in Suikoden yeah. 1 and then oh, in yeah. 2 he's just like I don't really want to do this but here I am fully clothed and it's like oh. <laughs> so Lepant put on some Lepant is what you're saying he did well he put on a shirt sadly you've got to put on a shirt it's in the room he had, he had trousers on before it's fine oh, he had like a right. scarf or something oh yeah, yeah he had like he was a scarf in... yeah. no shirt and pants yeah. that's, that's a bold that's a bold fashion choice yeah. yeah, he's a bold Very man. <laughs> but also, you, my least favorite part of this entire side quest, which is norm, which is fine, is that you can't freaking teleport to Gregminster. Yeah. Oh, it's oh so yes, yeah. yeah. The pain it's in the really, rear. Yeah, it's really annoying because um, if you transfer after you do Luca Blight, um, or after you do the Blight bit, you can go back to Gregminster and you do a side quest to get the main hero of Sweden One. If right. you transfer, mm-hmm. they fall over. But you can't take him to your castle. So every time you want to take the main hero from one over, mm-hmm. you have to go back to Gregminster. And he's easily one of the best characters in the game because he comes yes. equipped with his rune, which, mm-hmm. the, yeah, he comes equipped with the true rune from one. And he's just so powerful. And it's just so frustrating. But I think I get it because the. Oh, um, the two empires are actually they had a war didn't they they went they had a fight a long time ago so there's bad blood between them so their yeah. re- travel is restricted between the two nations so i understand it but it is a little bit annoying yeah i mean i had to just go through banner pass so many times like a, uh, once for the side once for the main quest then uh once to recruit the ninjas later on mm-hmm. and then to recruit a couple characters in gregminster and then the first time i tried to recruit gordon i had sold like 4200 uh, oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I had made like forty two hundred uh, money, and, and I needed five thousand, so I had to go and sell like eight, two more crystal balls or something. 
Yeah. So that th- that was annoying. So I I did not enjoy the lack of ability to teleport to Gregminster, but um, <laughs> but, but it, it was cool getting more um, uh, seeing some more Suikoden one characters, and and that's a great Easter egg being able to have him rec- um recruitable if you uh, had a uh, a Suikoden one save. If like I I would have definitely loved it if I had a Suikoden one save to import, but I didn't. <laughs> It's so um, yeah. cool because you go inside the old house that he used to live in with his dad, yes. oh. and you all on the main characters of the first, the main five characters from Sweeter and One all have dinner together. Like they, you, they, there was a frequent scene in Sweeter and One that they'd all have like dinner together, and Grumio would make stew, and everyone would love it, and it was just so heartwarming. It felt yeah. so like I knew my way around Gregminster. It was really weird. Like I, <laughs> I got in and I was like, I knew where to go immediately, and I was like, Is, is Gregminster where the castle in Sweeter and One was? No, it's where oh, you no, start no. the game. Yeah, you actually all right, get okay. banished from it. It's actually where the final dungeon is. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, you get banished from it at the beginning of the game, and then you end up um, there at the end, because that's where the game ends. Suikoden main characters have bad luck in their hometowns early on in their games, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, but, but any, anyway, um, <laughs> you, know, you know what my favorite uh, carry, um, save carrying over situation in video games is? <laughs> uh, th- th- you're not going to be able to guess. Um, in the PlayStation 2 Ratchet and Clank games... I was just the... going to say that one. Oh, really? Oh, wow, that's remarkable. No, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, in, the, in the first one, uh, you, you save the president of, a, of like a, a weapons company, and he goes, oh, I, I can give you the... Uh, I'll make you official employees so you can get through this gate, but you can't use the employee discount for another two years. Ha 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 ha. And then two years later, when Ratchet and Clank 3 comes in, uh, when Ratchet and Clank 3 came out, if you have a sl- uh, save from Ratchet 1, uh, you get the employee discount. <laughs> Huh. Oh <laughs> and and if you have a save from Ratchet Two, then uh, five weapons in the black market in Ratchet Two are you get for free in Ratchet Three. I wonder if that works That's on sweet. the collections for the Vita and PS3. Um, it does for the PS3 version. I don't know. Um, I don't know the other, about the other ones, but it was definitely a. Uh, it def- it, I, I when playing Ratchet and Clank Three for the first time on PS3, I was on PS2. I was so happy getting those <laughs> getting those weapon discounts because I. Yeah, I I really like the PS2 Ratchet games, especially the second and third one. But anyway, um, it, it's always fun and rewarding when you get a save carryover bonus because it uh it, mm-hmm. it like it contextualizes the different games within a series, and uh, you feel extra you feel rewarded for it, and it you know lets you ask the philosophical question: What is a save file? <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 really glad that they gave you the opportunity to recruit to recruit the um so we get in one main character, but. Let's move on a little bit. After that happens, um, you see some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, basically, everyone in the entire world, besides Luca Blight, wants to kill Luca Blight. Um, <laughs> yep. He, he cl- yeah, he collaborates with Joey to kill uh, t- to kill the, um, the the king of Highland of, of Highlands. So Luca Blight be- is briefly the king of the Highlanders in this game by having Joey deliberately poison himself for months. And then, yeah, yeah. and then, in a ceremony where the where the king uh, drinks the blood of his of his pledged knight, he gets poisoned from Joey's blood. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's just completely insane. I feel like there's mm-hmm. easier ways to you know assassinate kings. Right. You don't involve right. poisoning yourself. But how um, much blood does the king drink? Is what I want to know. How much poison is in Joey's blood? Right. Right. Well, I know a lot, but like a, a whole ritual, like a, the the knight drinking the king's blood seems more reasonable than the king drinking every knight's blood. But uh, for, for, for all for all that for all that effort, 
But for all that effort, and it was Joey's idea that he planned with Luca that he at least Joey gets to marry Jillia as as a result, and she seems nice. She does. Yeah, she does. She's more cunning than she lets on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and people are speculating that she returns in three as a different character. What? Oh really? Yeah. That's well, I never knew this. So she puts on a giant duck suit. (laughs) Oh my god! She's she's (laughs) Fubar. Yeah, no, there's a character in 3 named Queen who people are speculating is Julia because nobody oh, knows her. No like, way. No way. Yeah, and so, but she has like some kind of characteristics that Julia has. So people are like, maybe maybe that's Julia in 3. And so people don't, it's not confirmed, but fans are speculating that she could have returned in 3 as Queen. Interesting. So, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> it, it would give the whole name another meaning. Right, right. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Huh. Oh my God. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be looking at Queen a whole different light right now. <laughs> well, uh, back to Suikoden 2. Um, oh, yeah, like, Luca Blight does not get to enjoy his uh, his king sass for very long because, like, again, jo- Joey's playing a long game. He collaborates with the other Highlander gen- generals to betray Luca Blight and have him go on a one-man mission into uh, into your castle and then and then they leak that information directly to you. So basically they yeah. just they let Luca hang out to dry and 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 hope to God that he that Luca Blight um <laughs> fails in his night raid and oh boy the night raid is something else. Yeah. I mean before that the uh, it happens to like Ridley gets captured doesn't he and then um I think it depends on what happens in your game, possibly. But my, in my game, Ridley got captured in an army battle before this happened. Yes. And then he oh, got yeah. taken aside, um, freed. But he came with a note from Leon Silverberg, who mm-hmm. is a character from Sweeken and One, who's in your party. He is yeah. uncle of Matthew Silverberg and Odessa. Um, who, uh, Matthew is the equivalent of uh, oh, Shu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... He's a bit funny about joining your army in Sweden and one anyway, because he's like, oh, I don't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. But he joins and he's near the end of the game. So it's really interesting to see Leon on the other side. And I've heard the Silverbergs sometimes have a bit of a reputation in this series. So now I'm never going to trust a Silverberg, even though Odessa was awesome. <laughs> oh, but, um, that's 50 50. I'll take that. But yeah, no, so they. <laughs> Basically, Leon Silverberg sends Ridley back with this note, and Ridley gives it to him, and it's basically telling uh, Shu and Ryu and the rest of the army, Luca Blight, Luca Blight is going to attempt to attack you at night. Please be ready. And that sets off in motion the night raid. And yeah, his- and in, in, in the night raid, there's first there's a, a tactical battle, my least favorite part of Sukaden 2, and, uh, which, <laughs> which I think you succeeds if you just wound Luca Blight. And then, yeah. uh, and, and then, and then after that, you after, that's the battle where um, Ridley, yeah, yeah, Gen-Gen. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're <laughs> not Gengen. Where Ridley gets captured. Um, I, I, and I think you mentioned this, Alana. He might die depending on some of your the choices you make, or how the battle goes. He he was alive in my game, so I don't know exactly. Oh, that event happens later on. Yeah, it's later. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Well, well, anyway, so uh. So like uh, Ridley fakes retreating, then comes back, and it was a and to make it seem real, only Shu and really Ridley knew about knew about that uh, that um, that return gambit, and and after sort of you get the note from Ridley, Luca Blight attacks with a group of soldiers, and you have to fight him three times, 
<laughs> I, I think I think dealing about two or three thousand damage to him each time. Uh, first, it, it, it basically so you basically make three squads of six, and yeah. each squad has to fight him. And if you if you weren't rolling eighteen deep until before, then you wish you had. Go on a big long detour. To... Actually, it's not too bad because the scaling system in Sweden Two is so good. Mm. Like, yes, you, know, you, yes. you can just catch up anybody within like ten minutes. It's great. Yeah, yeah it, so it's it, not it did not bad. it did not take me long for, to get characters up to the level thirty six, thirty seven range that I wanted. But it was, it was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna have this battle with with like. Uh, uh, shoot, I forget. Like, like it was like Zamza and Kinnison. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I did go, I had to go a little deep to, um, to get to the eighteen. But uh, it, it's real dramatic, and Luca is just sort of like fighting like a wounded animal the whole time, with like getting shot with arrows between each round, and then dies really dramatically in a duel between him and Rio in front of a tree. That's uh, yeah. it's a hell of a scene, and um, I, this is—I don't think I told you this in the first episode. I knew about Luca Blight before playing Suikoden Two because he's sort of a notorious video game villain, and uh-huh. so I had it in my head. Oh yeah, Luca Blight, main villain of Suikoden Two. Everyone really likes him. I thought he had been the mi- I thought I assumed he was the final boss. Like I thought he mm-hmm. was going to be the guy in Suikoden Two. So I was a little surprised seeing him die around the sixty seventy percent mark. Me too. I was completely shocked. I was like, when things kept carrying on afterwards, I was like, why? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Obviously, I knew it wasn't the end because I did have the recruitment walkthrough as well. But <laughs> I was just like, what are they going to do for the rest of the game? And then I was like, I am not fighting Joey. Like, no way is Joey the final boss. And obviously, not. <laughs> but yeah, that was where my mind was going. He, yeah, yeah. yeah like it, it was, it was a shock to me to, to see, for Joey to become the king. After the after the events of this, and, and I would not have predicted that at the beginning of this game. Like I thought, I I I, 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 I I got it in my head. Oh, Joey might join the other side, especially after the events in uh, in Muse in Muse. Um, I, he, it's going to be a sort of a Ryu and Joey clashing the whole game kind of situation. But him becoming the king and having like and having these two characters basically as the lead generals of opposing armies was, I mean, awesome but unexpected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, one thing I always wanted, wondered about that scene was how did um you know how the reason why he got pinned was through the wooden amulet with the fireflies in it, and I was wondering how it got there because I'm like who planted this there because it was so well placed, and that was the reason why the archers knew where to shoot, and so that's what I was always wondering. My, okay, now, now maybe I'm overthinking this really hard, <laughs> but I assumed. That it was the amulet that Joey bought for Pilika at Muse near the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and Shu and Joey maybe even through uh, through Ridley had an exchange, and um and uh, and Joey somehow snuck the am- the amulet onto the onto the tree with fireflies into it with, with fireflies in it, knowing that Luca would be driven there. I can uh, believe that. It's very poetic to use that amulet since Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was that was what I thought, but I didn't but I didn't know. And uh, again, it, that assumes a lot of secret communication between Shu and Joey. Yeah. That's, that's uh Shu's such a character though where you think he probably oh. does have a lot of secret communication going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not trust Shu a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get to him. Oh, but yeah. uh but and anyway, like after Luca Blight Maybe the biggest turning point in the game, other than when you first get your castle, and uh, the war is not over. And um, 
and and the next step is to recruit more city states so they go to Tinto the far western mining area which uh Le- either Leona or Tris you mentioned in the previous episode that this was originally much earlier in the game but then they sort of shuffled around the order of plot events and ended up happening in the second half rather than the first half yeah supposedly it's, it's all speculation but the way the events go Tinto doesn't really make a huge amount of sense, and it's no, and, it, it, and it's basically cut off from the rest of the map. It's its own exactly. little, it's its own little yeah. island on the other side of the mountain. It would What's make it? more, yeah, it would make more it, sense to go to Tinto just after you get your castle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, but like between it, Two River and Green Hill, I would say. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, because you're not even going there specifically to recruit more people. You're going there because Necklord is about, and there was specific discussions because Victor's like, "Oh, I'm going to come with you because I want to see this," and. There's like rumors of the uh, zombies coming back again, so that is one of the reasons why you go back there. But yeah, yeah it's it should be where it should have originally been personally, because I was a bit like, oh yeah, we've just beaten Luca Blight. Let's go kill something else. Let's go. Like... <laughs> Maybe they just thought it was too much Necklord all at once. We have to use the Necklord sparingly. I mean, that, <laughs> is, the, here. that is the real answer. <laughs> Hey, as far as I'm concerned, the more Necklord, the better. So uh, I thought that the Tinto excursion was a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, It was. Because I was was already using Victor a lot anyway. And uh, I I didn't love the mine dungeon that you had to run around, but the uh, the Necklord uh, boss fight, recruiting Sierra, um, like Tinto itself is actually a fun little town to check out. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I, I, I like this part of the game a lot, even though it's pretty separate from the uh highland versus city state conflict except when that uh that jerk jess gets involved oh right oh, yeah. Jess. i feel so bad yeah like 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 cuz he like when um when you get some reinforcements sent from uh i guess from muse to um fight necklord he, he basically <laughs> just like like slaps you in the face accuses you of killing mayor annabelle which is, you know, very circumstantial evidence. And uh It's understandable from his point of view though. A little bit, but he but he's also completely completely he completely lets Tinto get overrun. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's definitely a wit of a bitch. And uh <laughs> and uh so so but after it all goes, you you have the opportunity to forgive him and a bunch of and Jess and a bunch of uh Tinto and Muse people become uh Start, become stars of Jess, Destiny. I think you get you, including those bandits in the mountain pass. You get like seven characters after Tinto. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. And yeah, <laughs> but 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 oh. the best part of all of it all is that uh, that Necklord boss fight music. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, so good. no, the best yeah. part of it all is Necklord. Not just <laughs> everything about him. Oh. Yeah, it's 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 like they it's like I don't know they borrowed Michiru Yamane just to write one song and she and she was she was in a bit of a techno phase or something so she gave it she gave it like four on a flo- four on the floor with the I love it it's great yeah and Tinto is I don't know I I was always looking I was looking forward to going back to Tinto because I don't know why but I've always been drawn to Sierra's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially since she she gets a lot more exposition in the Sequel Gaiden series, which comes one of them comes before two, and oh. and and the thing is, she's the only one that's also been confirmed to have a birth year that's minus the solar calendar year in Suikoden. Her birth year <laughs> minus three ninety, and so apparently the solar ca- calendar starts at zero after Hikusak takes the throne in Harmonia. So uh. she, you know that she's been around longer. 
than Harmonia. Harmonia. To see what she's seen with the world in that time frame, because I'm like, I want to know more about this person. I thought she was cool, but I, I must admit, I was a little frustrated that uh, her powers didn't increase or change after she got her true rune back. Yeah, yeah. you don't get to use the blue moon, man. Yeah, yeah because it's also well, no, no, the, 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 the true the moon, moon. No, not yeah, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. the true room, the true moon rune. Oh my gosh, say that five times. Oh fast. my god, <laughs> blue true moon rune gate. <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's a gate rune and a blue gate rune, but no blue moon rune, and there is a true moon rune, and the gate rune is a true rune. Right. Ah, boy. Because people think it's the blue moon village, and that's how people think it's the blue moon rune, but it's the right. true moon rune. Right. And there's yeah, also the, the song Blue Moon, moon, moon from the musical Grease. <laughs> oh, right. right. I saw you standing alone <laughs> without a dream in my heart. Uh, right. <laughs> we don't have the rights to that song. I know, right? <laughs> well, I, just, I won't use the original recording, it's fine. <laughs> But I think the reason why it doesn't power up Sierra is because the bloom that bloom here right now is made up of two parts, which is compassion and destruction. And this is why Sierra does every and rune in this Lord... game have two halves? Yes. No. Because yeah. oh, there's, the, oh, no. there's, there's the there's the back gate and the front gate, and then there's the the bright shield and the black sword. I, yeah. I, I feel are like all are all of the true runes actually have true runes? Blue moon. <laughs> <laughs> Like a majority of them always have like another side to it because you had life and death with the soul eater, and then you had so there are more the... examples, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's it's just a lot. There's I mean, we've, but the elemental runes like the true earth rune, the true wind rune, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, I, I see a lot of them. It's probably some yin yin yang concept. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, that's why I would assume that the true moon rune didn't really you know power up Sierra's powers because she represented the compassion side of the true moon rune whereas necklord represented destruction and that's why i always assumed that that's why it never gave sierra much more abilities because the true moon rune's nature for her was always to be compassionate well i mean sure but i mean if you look at the other half runes the uh the, the beginning rune divided in half still gives the the defender side powers like like reuse has the bright shield rune even though he has half of a true rune uh, if she, if Sierra's a holder of a true rune, or even half of one, I think I, I think that one of her slots should have a cool attack in it. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, whether it's before, whether it's before Necklord's defeat or after, and so that was a little bit of a bummer because, um, like after you defeat Necklord, I'm like, oh man, now I bet Sierra gets a cool vampire attack or something, and it didn't really no. happen. <laughs> Yeah. yeah no. I wonder if it's just because she did have the rune for so long anyway. She had it for centuries. I wonder if Sierra just like being a vampire as the power of the moon rune. Maybe. That's what turned her into a vampire. That's what that is the power that she has. Yeah. Right. Maybe she just has just so much control over it that she just doesn't want to it's she's afraid of if she uses it, it'll take back the control. Cause that's what the sun rune did. And yeah. you could in five, yeah. and it went, it went, it went um, a wire. So that's why I think that's why she's just kind of keeping it dormant to keep her control over the moon rune. Could so be. that's what I would think too. Okay. That would be nice to have a powerful attack. <laughs> no, enough about know, moons right? and runes and, and <laughs> gates. Uh, uh, Sierra and many other characters join after Tinto, and then we go back into the main conflict onto the main, to the center part of the continent. And uh, this is a part I thought was a little confusing. Um, 
basically you divide your army in half with half of it going to liberate Green Hill and the other half to go and face an army that's posturing by Muse. And I, I ended up doing both of these battles because I, I was worried I would make a, the wrong decision, so I made a second save file. Right. And the Green Hill battle is kind of challenging. A couple of my units fell where you have to yeah. defeat U- Uber, uh, Uber, who can heal himself in the in the Green Hill like castle area. He's real right. annoying. And the, But in the Muse side, all you have to do is survive for five turns, and then the all of the... Highlander forces like um, uh, retreat turn by turn, so I didn't really get what that was about. But it, it was basically just a, basically just sort of a uh, an army stratagem kind of plot point. They they um, they just the Highlander forces like waved a bunch of units in front of Muse and sort of let Uber uh, lose Green Hill so they could capture Matilda. Is one and... of these fights also against Lucia? Is that? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I can't remember no, no. The um, I think right after this, Lucia attempts to assassinate. Um, right. Okay. Ass- assassinate Ryu. In. Okay. In, yeah. yeah assassinate Ryu in your castle, and then a little bit later, when you're liberating Rock Rock Axe, Lu- uh, Lucia is a um fighter on the Highlander side, and then there's right. a, and then there's multiple fights against Lucia in when you're uh, liberating Green Hill, but when you mm-hmm. infiltrate Green Hill to liberate it, and then when you uh. In 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 Lurinui at near the end, mm. yeah. But yeah, so is Lucia in Suikoden one also? No, she's no, in Suikoden three. No, oh, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. a huge character in Suikoden three, and I yeah. completely missed the connection the first time, and I just got it this time. I was like, wait, <laughs> is it the same Lucia in three? Yeah, it is. I was like, oh gosh, it is. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, you finally get to uh, liberate Green Hill, and then and then Muse shortly afterwards. I, actually, I think I think it's the Muse fight, not the Rock Axe fight, where Lucia is a uh, is is a boss. I think yeah, she's a boss in Muse. I think yeah. yeah. Well, then, then, um, I'm not sure she's a boss fight. I think, I think she's an enemy unit when you liberate Muse. But yeah, but she's you, like an enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, but it's you been liberate... a couple of weeks since I finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, a little less than a week for me. It was uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> you can check my Twitter and find the exact hour that I, yeah. that I finished. Same. <laughs> and I, and I did finish in time, so I didn't have to snap my Dragon Quest disc in half. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you limber, you liberate Muse and Green Hill roughly back to back, and and then you move on to liberating Rock Axe, and th- and right before Rock Axe is the cutoff for uh, the 108 stars. Yes. And uh, so, like, I think you. Uh, <laughs> this is one thing that bothered me about the recruitment. Like, you you recruit all of the people in your castle and many of the non-combat recruits are stores and shops in your castle and that's fine but why does it take you to the 80 percent mark to get a freaking blacksmith i know right right you had to to hustle over to that port town whenever you wanted the blacksmith until you get a better one in tinto for like the the first it's dumb they should have they should have given you the blacksmith hours earlier is what i'm saying yeah, that's the thing that's part of like when what a lot of the theory about the reshuffle of the plot happens because you get the hammers for the for oh, the, the blacksmith way early, way earlier. Mm. You get all these yeah. hammers, like you get the copper and the silver and whatever, and you've no blacksmith to give them to at all. So yeah. it's part of the reshuffle of the plot. I think I, sp- I think mm. he was supposed to be much earlier. That makes that absolute makes- sense. Yeah, that does make I still think Swigadin 1 had it worse, though. Five different recruits, each a different level of blacksmith. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. Yeah. 
Wait, wait, did they all work together, or they you had to go to each? Yeah, one? they were uh, brothers. Yeah. They all moved into, or they were a family, and they all moved into. Yeah. The castle. <laughs> but Moses, and Moses. they all began with M. And Moses was the last one. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but do you, do you only have to talk to one to upgrade your army army? No, to... no you have to talk to the no. specific one. Oh, but they're all right. in the, they're all in a row in the same room. It's that's just terrible. such a waste of stars. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. you, okay, talk, then, you can talk sucks. to the highest level one and then upgrade all the way to the highest level. It's not like yes. you have to go to level nine, then nine to twelve, then twelve to fifteen. Then well, yeah. I mean, uh, at least we all agree, um, blacksmithing in Suikoden is terrible, and they need to figure it out when they don't make well, Suikoden six. And three um, is good. And three is yeah. good. Three is good. Yeah. I don't believe you, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's a cool method, man. <laughs> but in 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 Rock Axe, uh, you have you, uh, Gordo uh, shows up again, and he's yeah, he does something almost unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean, almost unforgivable? <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only forgivable because I got the ending where she survives. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, basically, he's he gets the bright idea. Oh, let's try to kill the commanders of uh of high the highlands and the city states at the same time, and then yeah. I and then I can take over the whole world. And he right. uh he tries to shoot you with a crossbow. And but Nanami takes the hit, and oh, if you get yeah. a couple, if you get a couple conditions right in a row, if you, I think it's recruiting all 108 stars, and That's um and, and warning Nanami in time, you have about a one second window to do it. Yeah. Her defense also in needs the defense, to be higher, yeah, but it it's only like 120, and mine was at like 230 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been using her all the it's time. Just, yeah, I, 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 I had I had Nanami with a spark rune in my party almost the entire oh. damn game. Yeah, she has yeah, because yeah, her because her speed is crazy high, and this, right, and if yeah. you have the person with the spark rune do a normal attack, then everyone else gets to take their turn right after you. So I basically got yes. all of my characters to do the turn right at the beginning because Nanami's yeah. fast as hell, and only some of the weird like mind witches were faster than her. And I just want to say that I find it really ironic that this um that they give you the last spell if you get all 108 characters called the Forgiver sign. Right before Garuda commits that unforgivable act, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to forgive you." I also have to wonder, like, um, the final attacks of the Black Sword and the Bright Shield Rune are "Hungry Friend" and "Forgiver Sign." That might be part of the wonky localization again. Hungry Friend. I was not fiend. Is it fiend? I thought it was Hungry Friend. Hungry, hungry fiend. Okay, it's hungry, hungry fiend. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But I'm, <laughs> I like hungry friend. I kind of like hungry friend better. Yeah. Go see Ayo. I mean, you only get to use it for maybe two fights. So forgive me for yeah. misreading hungry okay, fiend is hungry friend. I wish oh, no, it is hungry friend. I just looked it up. That's it. It is, is hungry oh, friend. God. I was right. Oh, I've been boy. correcting it in my own head. Oh my less. god, it is Hungry Friend. I'm looking it up too. <laughs> I feel vindicated, no and also this it game is. is completely ludicrous. Oh <laughs> no! Even oh no! Localization, it makes it sound like it's a beast rune attack more than right. a black sword it's like, attack. Say hello to my little hungry friend. Basically. <laughs> oh my gosh. I abused the hell out of it while I had it. it was oh yeah, so yeah. Oh, oh god. It, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's maybe the strongest attack in the whole game. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it's stronger than the blue root, than the blue root, god, than the blue <laughs> gate <laughs> attack that, it, that that damages your own party. <laughs> oh yeah. The whole... uh, there's there's a lightning rune that does fit like fifteen hundred damage, but, but that's the, not to the, all enemies. Yeah, but that's though. to one that's to one foe, not yeah. all of them. And, and then um, yeah. 
Yeah, boy. But anyway, so hungry friend. I was right the first time. I'm a little bit. In dis- I, I I I was ready to accept that 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 I was wrong. But I'm sorry. I no, had more no. faith in the game than it deserves. <laughs> uh, at least more faith in this script than it deserves. Yeah. But uh, there's that awful scene, and then um, if you get every single condition right, then Nanami shows up at the end of the game uh, alive, because she had. Uh, she had collaborated with Shu to hide her death, from, like to hide her being alive from Ryu, so Ryu wouldn't have to think of her. When, so he'd be able to end the war as quickly as possible. I, I guess. Am I, yeah. Uh, I think it's like Nanami was just so tired of fighting the entire. She is. Yeah. She, she didn't. Yeah, yeah, the whole time she was sick of war and hated being caught in the middle of it. But had yeah, to be because more... her because her brother and her best friend were two enemy generals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Heartbreaking. But we didn't even mention the whole uh, uh, opposite game over that. Yeah, the ultimate. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's other endings where. um, Oh, not not even a bad end. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into those a little bit when we talk about the end game, but. Yeah. Um, there's one character that we've mentioned a couple times this episode, and we didn't mention once in the first episode, which I'm a little bit shocked by, and that's uh, and that and this is a character who I think, if the game was a little different, could have been the main character of this game. And shoe. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, like, who did you say? Bolgan. He said Bolgan. Uh, yeah, Bolgan the fire breather. Who is who is? is secretly, secretly that fire breathing rune. It's a true rune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's the hungriest friend of all. <laughs> I would totally play a game where you have to recruit 108 stars of destiny for a circus. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, that's that's, oh, that's great. You just wrote the plot. I know. <laughs> circus troop going around. It's like the oh man, and and uh, and and you can finally reunite Ryu and Ellie if you have if you get everything just right. Oh, uh, don't tug no. on my heart like that. You, for you could be the, the like the secret end game recruit. Oh god, uh-huh. this, this is the best fanfic ever, Alana. Um, uh, supposed to be a copy of RPG Maker. I got something to work on real quick. <laughs> well, and, and, but anyway, like Shu is. Uh, you, you have to jump through some weird hoops to recruit him with uh with Apple, who was his, yeah. I guess oh, his yeah. co-high or his uh his um fellow student of Ma- of uh of, yeah. of, of, of Matthew of Matthew Silverberg, but yes. um but but Apple knows that she is not a bad technician, but Shu is a genius technician tactician, and they need Shu's genius to win this, and mm-hmm. Shu ends up being maybe the most important person in the entire army other than Ryu because he devises all of the stratagems that help them through the uh, through the game, some of which are crazy as hell and him deliberately lying to his own people and deliberately fooling others. He, he's completely unscrupulous, but he is yeah. devoted to the win. And, and again, like uh, the only person that Nanami trusts with her staying alive are Juan, the doctor that worked on her, because of, of course she has to <laughs> trust him, and, <laughs> and, and, and Shu, because she's the she knows he's the only person that would go through with the plan and do it for victory, and not and not be weighed down by weakness like sentimentality or human emotion. <laughs> exactly. She's yeah. kind of a sociopath, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But and, and he kind of is, and um. And he even like he even like um shuts down Apple, who's 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 very sweet. Apple's a nice girl. Mm. Yeah, Apple's but, cool. Yeah, but uh, but he's like like Apple, you're too weighed down by <laughs> by 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 caring about your uh your army. You have to treat them like pawns because you know in order to win. <laughs> and he's right. uh, he is kind of a sociopath, but he's uh, like an important sociopath. Yeah, <laughs> and he's uh. <laughs> 
and, he's like uh, the definition of like ends justifying the means kind of. Yeah. And also, um, like like rolling this discussion back a full hour, uh, like Sweet or no, rolling this discussion back two and a half hours. Um, Sweet and Two is inspired by one of the great Chinese works of uh of um, of uh like literature from seven hundred years ago. Those books, especially *Romance of the Three Kingdoms* and *and Water Margin*, have a lot of like generals fooling each other with gambits, like as plot mm-hmm. points. Like they're, they're, that's yeah. that's extremely *Romance of the Three Kingdoms*. Like, there, mm-hmm. There's one scene. Oh shoot. Uh, where I think one general who is badly outmatched uh, goes into a tower and plays violin for an entire day straight to fool the enemy general into thinking that he's confident that he can de- that he can defend the castle when really he's waiting for reinforcements that'll come in 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 a day. <laughs> like, yeah. like there's all kinds of complete nonsense and like bold strategies that are big big like moments in these novels and I th- and Suikoden being inspired by those like a lot of the stuff Shu does. I think really fits this, that spirit of Suikoden. And mm-hmm. in, in, if the game was a little different, um, Shu would be like the player character. Right. Yeah. yeah. But instead, fun. no, no. You just have to have an uh, an outrageously inspiring teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's one thing he does that's like, there's numerous things he did throughout the game where I had to go, what? Like, why? Like, but it works. But there's this one bit where you, the second time you go back to Muse after, like, after it's been attacked by the Beast Rune, and you go to, um, it's after you kill Luca Blight, and you go to make a peace treaty with Highland, and then they lock you in a room, and Joey is like, no, um, you're gonna die, and Leon Silberg's in the room. But then the next yeah. thing, Victor runs into the room, throws Pillica at Joey, just so you can run away, because uh-huh. Joey will not kill anyone in front of Pillica. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're throwing a four-year-old girl into a fight. <laughs> and, and the yeah. crazy thing is, and like, and that, and that was just as Shu planned because he knew that, yeah, like, he Joey knew, wouldn't do it. Yeah, he, yeah, he knew that Joey wouldn't do it, and he knew that Ryu had to see Joey try to kill him in order to be able to fight Joey. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 everyone wants his priest treaty. Nanami and Ryu both want the priest treaty. Um, Shu knows it's a trap, but he has to, he has to take the bait, just so Ryu will like. We'll, we'll have the be, conviction. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have the conviction to to finish this fight and not go for a peace treaty. Yeah, yeah but one ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a heartless bastard. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I was just to say nothing of the environmental implications of burning down an entire forest just to entrap part of the Highland army in the final battle. <laughs> when I was sure he was dead, I thought that because mm. like if he plays Sweden one, Matthew dies in a similar sort of gambit of his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sacrifices like himself and he dies. But like I thought it was going to be just like a repeat with Shu, but it's like a sort of twist on the expectation that Shu. But then Victor's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not escaping the War Council after this. And I guess Leon Silverberg also made it, so it was kind of like a a draw there. Yeah, because right. it was a whole plot to kill Leon, really. Mm. The burning, the burning of the forest. Yeah, the burning. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, after all of this drama, with with Shu as one of the manipulators and Nanami as maybe the most the, as the emotional center of maybe the whole game, <laughs> yeah. uh, like appearing yeah, to die, so. uh, and actually dying if you do, if you don't get everything exactly right beforehand. Basically, after that is the final battle. You uh, attack Ren- Renwi and. Um, have boss fights against uh, Lucia, the two generals who I who you see the whole game off and on, but I completely forgot about. 
Cedar uh, Cold, Cold, yeah, Cold, 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 yeah, Cedar yeah, Cold, yeah. yeah, those two, and um, and you duel, and you duel Han Cunningham, yeah, which is yeah. crazy. Um, the first time you see him in the game, really. Yeah. You see him. You see him for the like first time, bit. like 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 yeah. twenty minutes earlier in the in the tactical battle phase. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, oh, then you Han have a... Yeah. The the that bit battle's just like oh Han Cunningham's with them and you're just like oh right there he is now he shows up. Like, yeah, but, but they, they oh. meant they mention if you like talk to all the people in the castle. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, that that like his division is the royal guard that never leaves the castle. Yeah. Ex- yeah, yeah. True. But mm-hmm. still. <laughs> it's so funny. I played this game a lot, and it still surprises me every time I see Han Cunningham right there. Because, like, I always forget, like, oh wait, he is alive. I always just like assume he's dead all through the story, like in Kaku's dead. <laughs> but then, no, oh yeah, no, he's alive in Watching Highland. We didn't really mention Ken and Genkaku much in the first episode, but they were basically the Ryu and Joy of yeah. their day when yes. in the in the uh, in the war twenty or twenty five years ago, however however long it was in the storyline. But um. Uh, Genkaku didn- deliberately did not attack Han in their duel that was to settle the entire war because yeah. Genkaku knew his blade was secretly poisoned by a uh, by a, an awful um, Annabelle's politician. father. Was it? Was yeah. it Annabelle's father. Annabelle's father, right? Yeah. Was it was it Annabelle's father or? Yeah, it was no, Annabelle's because yeah. it was Muse. Yeah, right. Muse. Okay, it was Muse. I was confusing her with uh, with Teresa briefly. Yeah, who also has a terrible father. Who also had a terrible yeah. father. Who was a who was um, city state leadership twenty in the previous yeah. war. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why I was mixing them up. But the uh, but so and and so Han wins because Genkaku refused to attack, and then uh, the city states thought of Genkaku, who was their greatest hero, as a traitor as a result. So the um, the end result of that. Uh, of that treaty was that um, the Genkaku's hometown, which I escapes me. Uh, Cairo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kiara. 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 Yeah, yeah. I say it definitely. It's okay. Yeah. So, 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 so Kiaro, um became Highland territory, and uh, Genkaku adopted two war orphans, uh, Nanami mm-hmm. and Ryo, of course. And, uh, and and ended up raising them in Kiaru, living in exile from city-state. And a lot of the city-state leadership felt real bad about it afterwards, especially including Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. when so, it all came out about the poison sword. Yeah, yeah but, it, but, it, but it all came out, and um, in a way, when you finally fight Han in a duel, like Han, who has been probably feeling awful about what happened to Gunkaku for 20 years, like just goes all out, and uh, Ryu defeats Han and sort of, like, you know, correct rectifies what happened in that duel 20 years ago to many people's satisfaction and it, like i think maybe it would have been this would have been a little cooler if we had met han a little earlier but still it's a it's a really cool moment mm-hmm. when you put it in the context really of, like the, of the whole speaking in two story yeah i like the that whole boss ga- gambit of the whole like mm-hmm. oh yeah Lucia, yeah. then han no no it's lucia then then the two generals then han Oh, is that, or, yes, or are the two generals after? No, it's Lucia, Han, and okay. Lucia. Okay, oh, my, yeah. my bad, my bad. Right, okay. <laughs> and then you have the beast rune, which, which looks like the like 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 an Orthrus demon dog, sort of. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> it's a pretty intense battle. He he deals a lot of damage. Yeah. Like the, the only uh, the only challenging boss battles in this game at all, really, are Luca Blight and the beast rune. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I want to rewind it a little bit because I do really like the battle between Lucia and your party, and particularly uh-huh. like the exchange that Teresa Wisemail has. Oh, with Lucia. Yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. Teresa yes. Wisemail is a great character, and I adore her. And 
her father, if I remember rightly, did something in Harmonia. Um, someone will have to fill in for me. Um, grasslands. The grasslands. Grasslands, yeah. And so, yeah, so Lucia understandably harbors this kind of hatred for her, um, but um, Teresa Wisemail refuses to kill her, refuses to do anything. And Lucia has to give up because she just can't, like, she under, She finally gets it. She finally gets that Teresa is not the same person as her father. And I think that exchange is really great. And Teresa is a great character because yeah. she, at the um, end of the first time you go to Green Hill, she's just, she's ready to give up. She thinks it's her fault that the people of um, Green Hill are rebelling and dying and they're going to be taken over. But mm. actually it's not. And she understands that. And I do like Shin as well, who's basically her bodyguard. Her bodyguard. Yeah. Their relationship. Is, she, is Shin strong? I really never used him. I didn't he's use He's a him. really good rune. He's got like triple damage from his spider rune. Oh, spider yeah. Rune. Oh, yeah, that is good. Yeah. That does sound good. Oh, her whole arc, you know, because she's like appears in two near the end, and you're like, why is she here? This, like, we don't mm. really know anything about grasslands. And then it's just like all this building up, and then it just makes three even more, like, impactful. And it's just, right. I love that about Suikoden, and how the games carry on from each other and you're building this lore, you know this world a bit more and things click and you can totally replay them, replaying these games, knowing what I know about Lucia from 3 and seeing her in 2, it's just all so clever how they've done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they really forge a continuity in these yeah. uh, in these games that are yeah, you know, you know, we, we, and they also have good writing and a lot of personality in these character designs that help it along. Right. And uh, speaking of the character designs, we're we're at the final battle here. Um, I okay. want to know, I want to know your six. So other than Ryu, we each got five characters, of course. And mm-hmm. um, so let's one by one, each of us share our final party and maybe briefly dis, um, discuss the characters. We we won't take too long since we're already seventy five minutes on. Um, and uh, I, I think I, men- I mentioned several of these in the first episode, but I my final party ended up being Ryu, Victor, Olan, Luke, Rina, and Kille. Um, That's a good part. Yeah, I, very good. I, I thought about like because I use I ended up having Victor and Olan as my frontliners like the whole game. I love both yeah. of them. And um, mm-hmm. uh, o- Olan is this uh, is this tough lady bodyguard that is like a defender of women, and she like <laughs> and she <laughs> you recruit her by like um, by using your party as bait for a bunch of bandits that are attacking <laughs> women, and then but then Olan enters and uh, and helps and helps you fend them off, and she goes, "All right, I'll join your party. I'll be your bodyguard." <laughs> yeah, Olan's great, <laughs> and she has she has a rune that like like uh, that is stronger when she's berserk she's awesome i don't think i don't think she's as powerful as like a uh, a three rune slot character like kille but i i yeah. liked her so much that i kept her the whole game and um she's awesome uh and i use kille because i i started using him because he he used dual knives and looked like a red like a final fantasy red mage and i'm like yeah this guy's cool <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when i and then when i looked him up in the in like a wiki or something he's like oh kille is one of the two or three strongest characters in the game and i'm like oh okay oh, okay Okay, I didn't know that either. No, because he has he has three runes and he has good attacking stats. Well, three empty, three yeah, three empty rune slots. Yeah, that's why I had him um, three rune slots. So uh, and apparently, like using certain setups with three rune characters is the is the most powerful setup possible. So and Kille's on the very short list of people that can do that. Yeah. So, uh, so, and, uh, and I used, um, Rena and Luke because I like having two magic users or two dedicated magic users, and I had them. Uh, you know, healing and lightninging and, and earthquaking and uh, and oh, w- w- what's what's that wind attack that deals like 500 to everybody? Like a uh, 
Shredding. 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 Yeah, yeah, shredding, yeah, and and, <laughs> and and shredding people the whole game. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, both of them are strong as hell. So that was my final team. Um, uh, Leona, mind sharing yours with us? Mine's is really weird. It's oh, hit me. I, <laughs> I thought I'd give myself like a little challenge to fight the beast rune, so I just threw like the, a lot of the weaker characters in the game. So my party was the entire circus trio. Which is Bolgan, Rena, and Ellie. Rena, well, all, th- all three of them are pretty good, though. I, 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 I use, so I use all of not that good. Yeah. He deals a lot of damage. He just doesn't have any defense at all. But I did give him what's that weapon rune? The friendship rune that yeah. is more yeah. powerful. Oh, yeah. The more yeah. stars you have, so he yeah. did yeah. have that for his like really strong attack. So he was okay. He just doesn't have any good defense. Um, and I used Yoshino. Did anyone oh. use Yoshino? Is that is that, oh. that Freed's wife? That yeah, is Freed's wife. I think yes. Fre- I think Freed is disappointing. He's he's not yeah. a good fighter, and they, they make he's you not. use him. A, they make you use him a lot. No, yeah. I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like no, him. Freed isn't very good, but Yoshino is quite good. She has like I had the flowing run on her. Mm. Oh, so yeah. she was a good healer, and she's a medium ranged attacker, and she's got okay attack. Cool. I put the I put the the kindness rune on her. Which is the more you use that character, the stronger they are. Oh wow! And that I, I should I should have thrown that yeah. on. Yeah, and that scales up something. all the way to nine nine nine. That's like <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you left your game running, you could have nine 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 attack on Yoshino or whatever character you <laughs> <laughs> And my last character was Fuchs, just because I like Fuchs, um, but he isn't amazing in two. No, but I like his character a lot. So it was Ryu, the, tri- the circus trio, Yoshino, and Fuchs. Random. <laughs> All of them except Bolgan are medium or long range characters. So you could you could put them on either line, really. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It worked out that way. Cool. So uh, Keegan, what was your final six? All right. For me, I had a uh, Flick and Victor. Got to keep the boys in. Yeah. Uh, excuse yeah. me. It's pronounced Flickter. <laughs> Flick. I thought we'd agreed it was Flick. Vlick. Oh, that's true. Uh, hmm. Okay, Alana, you're and I are going to have to record a third episode. <laughs> uh, and also to top off my front row, I also use Sheena, the Lepent's son, because he yes. is yes. a beast yeah. when it comes to um, short-range combat. Because he's another one of those three rune guys. Yes. Yeah. And he, yes. you put a beat rune on him, and he's just disgusting. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> He's also disgusting because he's a little misogynistic, but... Yeah, I hate him. I hate yeah, The trick is you take a character with three runes, which is, uh, you know, um, Rena, Luke, Sheena, Kile, uh, Chaco is one of them, I think, also, and Hayo, the cook, is one of them. Um, uh, is You give them a double beat rune, a fury rune... And then oh, one, yeah. of, and then one of the runes that increases attack power, which I think yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple, there's a couple that do that, yeah. and then they'll just they'll just deal thousands of damage every turn. Yeah. That was that's the cheap way to play. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I did exactly that for Kille, <laughs> but he was but he was but he was the only one that I did. And then uh, to top off my magic casters, I use Ryu a lot as a healer, and I really like when games give you the main character as the healer. Yeah, it takes a lot of stress off of me. I love it. Right. And then I kept, every uh, Dragon Quest game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then I also had a uh, Ellie casting magic and Tengar. Oh, Tengar's amazing. She is, she is a very powerful mage. Yeah, she is, I guess she yeah. is. Also disappointed so far. No one said they took all five squirrels into battle. 
Yeah, no, I, I use I use I use Muku Muku a lot uh, in the first half of the game, and I did and I did recruit all five squirrels, uh, which was a, a, a fun little podcast task. It's like, all right, just I have the I have six hours of basketball podcast to listen to. Let's try to get some squirrels. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't really use any of them other than Muku Muku. Yeah, I mean, the only cool thing is they're like a uh, unite attack, but it's just yeah. it's just to have the squirrels. Yeah, and you can also watch them all fly off your castle. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Squirrel Sentai, Suica Ranger. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, my team. Flick, Victor, Sheena, Ryu, Ellie, and Tengar. Nice. Cool. And uh, Alana, what, what was your final six? You and I used a really similar party. There's only one character difference. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I'm <yeah>. sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I used Ryu, obviously, Victor, and I had the double beat, the rage rune, and the attack boost rune, the fury rune, sorry. Um, mm. And then I had Ulan, and then Kile, because Kile looks like Common San Diego or the. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> sorry, the anime. Um, and also Luke, because Luke's a beast with magic. And yeah. my final character was Khan. Who is the character oh, you the oh, netboard yeah. section? Uh, I kind of had him as my like because he had the resurrection rune on him already. I all kept that on him and gave him some other magic rune. He wasn't amazing, but I just felt comp- like compelled to have him because I killed Neckford with him, <laughs> and I needed to carry that banner. I love Neckford, but I had to carry. I like that kind of. I like that story arc, and Connor's pretty cool, and he also doesn't. He is, move, he is pretty. He is pretty cool. His like static animation is has nothing. Like everyone has like wind or like oh let's twitch or something. He doesn't have anything. So yeah, he just I, like flex out. He's too cool to move. Yeah, <laughs> but I just liked him. Uh, he was like okay character. He's definitely not one of the best, but I wanted. He's to go a he's a long bit range off. guy, right? Yes, he is. I had yeah. him in the back, but I had him like as the secondary magic user, the person who revives everybody, and also just like kept him around because he looked cool. When I wasn't using Rina and Luke and was just filling my backline with uh, long-range attackers, I would I would use uh, Ellie, Clive, and Khan quite often. But uh, so I, I, I so he ha- he ended up level fifty or something in my team, but I, he wasn't in my final party. Mm. Mm. So yeah, God, Alana, you and I had very similar party composition. But um, the only one who hasn't shared his final party yet is Triss. So uh, <laughs> well, what what did you have? Um, I had a similar one to Keegan, but I had so I had Ryu, Luke. Um, but I ended up using. I also used Sheena and Killy, but then I also used Vicky. Oh, and, no, I love Vicky. Yeah, and I also used. Oh, I um, I also used uh the tier from the first game because I didn't when I first played Suikoden two. I didn't play Suikoden one, right. so I never got a chance to use him. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go full OP. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> is he is he more of an attacker or more of a caster? He is both. Uh, both. Oh boy. Yeah. He has That's good a... attacking, and uh, his soul soul eater is pretty much way too OP for this game. <laughs> oh, so he's he's like having a second Ryu, but his uh, his spe- yeah. <laughs> his special rune is just a different kind of awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, definitely. Oh, and right. I wanted to see his rune animations for that one because I know they changed a bit from the first one, so I was curious to see. <laughs> Judgment was... looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, Judgment is the spell animations are so much better in Sweden two than one. They're amazing. Oh, they're so good. Yes. Really I'm glad I mean, they kept the little noise in from Soul Eater. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, by the way, I don't know. So for the people, for those who played Suikoden 1, do you guys know if um, in Suikoden 1, uh, you know how you, when you have the Rage Rune and the Thunder Rune equipped, it adds another spell to your arsenal that's combined with the Rage and the Thunder Rune? Yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. happens? Yeah. Do you know if that happens in Suikoden 1? 
Uh, yes, it does. does. Yes, it okay. does. Oh, right. Wow. It just, yeah, you don't I... get any indication that it's happening. You just like, it has to be very specific. They have to be taking their turns right next to each other. <laughs> so it's like very specific. Oh, I, that, I, that's, I that's weird. I, I, do any other unites do that? Because I've I've been able to do unites without really positioning characters differently. Oh no, that's I mean like unites. Oh oh, it's, it's okay. It's like yeah, a cause... powerful spell, and like what the one of the last characters you get, Mazus, is it? Is that his name? The main yeah. character you get at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, he comes equipped with both runes and has that dual spell on it, and it is insanely powerful. And that, yeah. that this sort of reminds me, the, the way of they have to take turns in a certain order. Kind of reminds me of the uh, skill combinations in Persona Two of of all oh, yeah. of, of, of oh, all of the PS One uh-huh. RPG references to make. It's it's like that, yeah. That's, mm. The first game is like that. Interesting. Well, anyway, um, so that was our final party. Oh, we how each of us beat the beast rune, but much more interesting is what happens after you beat the beast rune. Um, when we falls, city states the winner. Uh, the war is over. They uh, make a new na- The city state agrees to form a new nation under the uh, under whatever castle banner you called your army. So mine was you know like uh, I, 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 so so yeah for me the water the nation of Waterbug is what happened. I'm afraid. <laughs> in my, in my, and uh, and they and they ask for you to be president, and you can accept or decline. And I yeah. and um, but the real ending, the special, like check a website ending, is <laughs> is, is what you get. Uh, um, if Nanami survives, which you don't know yet, <laughs> you you decline the leadership of the new nation. You go back to the point from the very beginning of the game where you and uh and Joey made a make a manly pact. Then you duel him, and if you defend, if you defend every single turn of the duel, basically recru- basically recreating Genkaku's role in the Han Genkaku duel from twenty years ago, <laughs> then you get a really sweet ending where where Leknot goes down, says that you know you know both of you did enough, yeah, and now you can go be kids again and travel the world together with Nanami, <laughs> who's surprised alive. Yeah. Now all of that I is just... sweet, but then I get one part I found deeply upsetting. Um, earlier, before the final battle, uh, in, in pretending to make a sacrifice to the beast rune, um, Joey uh, kills a dummy full of blood, saying that it's oh. Gi- that, that it's Jillia. Oh, but when, yeah. when really he sneaks away Jillia and Pilika to um, to live somewhere peacefully outside, yeah, outside the war. So sad. But then. During the epilogue, when Ryu, Nanami, and Joey are are leaving to travel together, they like briefly stand in front of their gate and leave. It's like, why can't you take Pilika with you? Why? Maybe, maybe they go to Harmonia. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. But what? But but yeah. But she I, won't get hurt there, and so I don't have to go and do anything to Konami. I. <laughs> I would have. I do anyway because I would have. T- I would have taken Jillia and Pilika on the journey. Both of them would have loved nothing more than to travel with Joey around the world, not not being attached to the to the royalty of Highland. And I, I, yeah. I feel I, so. I'm I'm a little bit mad about it, but uh, at, at least nothing bad happens to Pilika. I feel so sorry for Jillia because the whole time she knew that Joey was marrying her and doing all mm. these things behind her back, and he didn't realize that she knew. That he'd killed her father and killed Luca Blight and things, and she's just like, "I knew you were doing all this, but I still love you." And yeah. I have so many issues with that 
in itself anyway because give her some agency god damn it but she does get yeah. a lot of it but right. um like it's so powerful that she's just like she just leaves with Pelica and that's her job mm-hmm. um but yeah i really want i really wanted something to happen to her in sweet given three or four or something well, not four because it's in the past um, but, um <laughs> i just want to see her again i want to see yeah. her again and it's well maybe possible. we do now that we have maybe, this new theory well yeah maybe we do but um Yes, yeah, like, queen. Yes, queen. I did love that scene with Joey and Jillia, especially how like Jillia acts so regal and together all the time. And then yeah. just at the end of the scene, you see her running towards Joey to yeah. have like a, a hug or a kiss, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. more. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, scene, real black, real yeah. missing. I feel the black. Right. Fade to black. But, right. but anyway, yeah, seeing that emotional outburst of her was, uh, I thought, a good moment for her character. But yeah, she doesn't really yes. have any agency. And uh, I, I still think that it would have been a more satisfying ending for. For for the five of them to travel together because that because that because that that means base I don't know maybe it's just too romantic of me but okay. uh, but I, but I I think that Pilica and Jillia want to be with Joey and him casting yes. them casting them away was unfair. So I just uh, checked on something because I've never played the uh, Genso Suiko Gaiden games, but uh-huh. I could remember that Rio, Nanami, and Joey show up in at least one of them. So mm-hmm. I just scoured through uh, the wiki for Suikoden, and they show up in the second Guiden game specifically coming back from visiting Jillian and Pic- uh, Pilgrim. Yeah. So, it does happen, they keep in touch, but we don't get to see more of them because we get whisked away by Vicky soon. Oh. But, <laughs> I don't know if they're traveling with them, but they're still, like, in connection. Like, the five of them are still a little group, so... Yeah. Happy oh, ending nice. that you have to search Yay. for. <laughs> uh, yeah, Still not imagine. enough. Nope. Not <laughs> accepting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most I can give you. <laughs> I can write you a quick fanfic if you want. Like. <laughs> oh, I think that um one of the things that I liked playing Suikoden 2 again is that I kind of saw some things in the compositions that I missed in the first time I played it. Like, I don't think we talked about the scene between Pilika and Joey where he was saying goodbye to Pilika. Uh, oh god. I was All right. I was uh. really really like I went I I cried at that scene the first time I played it but then when I was like look, you know still playing through it but then I noticed that um I was like why am I so drawn to this scene and if you notice that um in at the back at the backdrop there's this curtains all the curtains are done except for one that are kind of like they're mimicking holding hands and it yeah. just shows that when when Pilika, you know, t- when Joey tells Pilika, you know, I'm saying goodbye, and then Pilika was like, oh, but it's just, you know, for, you know, just for now, right? And then Joey's like, no, it's for good. And it shows Pilika's character development because, you know, instead of like Piran crying, she just accepts it. And she yeah. just says, can you just hold me the way my dad used to hold me one last time then? Oh, my heart. Don't and- say that. Uh, I was like, oh, this is too much. This is like way too much emotions right now, and I can't handle it. <laughs> but you know, and then like when I was looking at it, and I just saw that the um the curtains were like tied together in that way. I just was like, this is a very clever um use of like like sprite or not even like just drawing things in the way. And I also liked how um how the whole theme was the rune of the beginning that's the whole driving force behind this war and i like how it ends where it begins because they Mm -hmm. go back to the place where they first met or that they first agreed to meet 
And I was just like, I never caught that the first time, how it ends where it begins. Yeah. And that's and so it was just so interesting to me how this whole thing just kind of goes back a full circle to where it was. And that's the whole point of the whole second game was the ruin of the beginning to begin with. And so that's and what I kind of really liked. One other thing about the rune of beginning motif, um, their motivations for continuing to rise up in their armies and to continue fighting this war for Ryu, I think it's basically fighting for justice. Like it, it's wrong that uh, Highland is committing these atrocities and trying to conquer the world, and he's fighting back for the, to you know to preserve all of these. Um, the, all of the city-state armies that are being conquered. Like he, he wants to save city-state and stop the Highland, the Highland army. And Joey w- decides to use the Highland army and to conquer everything as quickly as possible because a single nation uh, will, it, he thinks, is the most bloodless solution. And having one ruler is the best way to have no war. And and so, so it feels like. And and Joey keeps using it like a crutch. Like I I, I want to end the war as fast as possible, and this is the way to do. And this is the way to do it, Ryu. And Ryu's mm-hmm. like, it, you're committing atrocities, and I want to and I want to stop you. Mm-hmm. So right. so like, but I, that's sort of the shield sword metaphor. Like Ryu wants to protect and save everyone, yes. while mm-hmm. Joey wants to attack and conquer everything. And both of them mm-hmm. think they're in the right for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because the Runa beginning, its power is the power to judge war. That's its main purpose. And that's why they have that. That's why um, in the end, um, how th- the whole point of the ending was to show that their friendship is stronger than that urge to fight. Mm-hmm. And that's why they the, um, they were able to ha- wield the runes without the, wanting to battle anymore because they proved that their friendship is stronger than the runes will to keep fighting. It's like, it's like that famous riddle, what happens when a uh, unstoppable force meets an, immo- an immovable object? And the right. the answer to this the answer to the uh, the riddle is they surrender, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's basically what happens. You have the rune of the unstoppable force and the rune of the immovable object, and they and they end up surrendering and be- and becoming friends again. Is the is the the answer? If you recruit all 108 characters and handle the Nanami fight in <laughs> in in, in Rock Axe properly, there's there's a lot of you know dumb RPG event flag event flagging to navigate yeah. to get the best ending. But I I think it was worth it. I'm glad I slightly cheated and checked guides so I could get this very very satisfying ending to a very cool very satisfying RPG that I think between the five of us we averaged 1.75 cries per playthrough at least oh yeah oh, oh gosh. I did five I probably... okay. Oh, okay okay that, that swings it now it's probably more like 2.25 okay I mean I was crying from the minute I went back to that rock through the whole duel to the bit Nanami came back to the oh. end credits oh. because oh, I love the end credits where they tell you where everybody is. Yeah, like, they, 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 do, they, do, they do the fire emblem the thing where you, where you find out what happens to every character. I love it. Yeah. Yes, and then the part with like Ellie still often God. thinks thinks of Ryu. It's like, oh man, why didn't she join the group at running off to travel again anyway? I like yeah. all the animal ones that are just like, oh, oh Goku <laughs> just goes back to his tree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, sorry for Siegfried. In my game, Siegfried lost his wife, Nanami. What? <laughs> yeah, oh, to get oh, yeah. Siegfried the unicorn, you have to marry, like, you have, like, a ceremony for a fair maiden. Mm-hmm. And That's right. Nanami was my fair maiden. She was mine, too. I, I had to visit oh. Siegfried to see if he was upset about his wife, but he just said nay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, now, now we really have to end the episode. <laughs>
<laughs> oh wait, what, question: What animal characters did everyone get? Because there are a few options. Oh yeah, no, I, I got yeah. I got Siegfried and and uh, and the big Griffin. The Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Griffin is so cool. He decides to be the guardian of the castle. Because He's yeah. so awesome. I'd love I love to get the octopus family, but. You're wasting a star of destiny. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I would have yeah. liked to try the octopus instead of instead of Siegfried the unicorn. Cause, but I because I am quite attached to the griffin. But yeah. I, uh, I I mean me getting 108 as quickly as I could for the podcast was much more important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have had the octopuses. They're strange. <laughs> they have a united attack with Vicky, don't they? Where she just teleports them above the enemy and drops them on. You think? Do you think? Oh, like, oh, I think so. Yeah. So do you think the oh octopi would be in the handsome monster attack? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. you know what? Sure. Sure. He's a baby, so he does great for himself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Got it. Did, did any of you do the cooking mini side quest? Oh I god. Oh cooking. god, accidentally. I, I, I ac- yeah, accidentally a couple times for me too, but I, I didn't go through them to the end because I, I, I checked a guide to see if there was rewards from it or something, and he, he ends up challenging like seven other chefs. Yeah, there's there's yeah. twelve total. Yeah, twelve. Twelve. Yeah, there's twelve. I did it on a previous run, and it involved a lot of save scumming from me. And oh, yeah. oh shoot! Yeah. Speaking of oh, no. speaking of lengthy side quests, did anybody take care of all of the uh, Clive El- Elza stuff? Nope. No, I, I could not. I could not. You have to do it in like sub twenty hours. Yeah, you, don't you? you have yep. to get you have to get to a certain point of it. Um, by like the by the time. By the twenty-hour mark to get you have to get the final dungeon. It's the final yeah. dungeon. Oh, yeah, it's the final dungeon. Yeah, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> no, I want. I, I used I used Clive quite a bit, but I did I did not follow through with that Elsa side quest at all. I got through to like the second bit, the fourteen-hour one, but then it just went. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen um, the ending on like YouTube and stuff. It's yeah, that's pretty what cool. I did. Yeah, it's it is cool. really good. Yeah, but you don't get anything for it. So yeah. it's it's like it's like that it's like that one hundred and eight uh reinforcements fight at the very beginning. It's much better on YouTube than actually doing yes. it in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well anyway, we we've talked uh for another full ninety minutes on Suikoden two, and I had an absolute blast playing this game. I'm glad I finally got off my butt and took care of it. And I'm sure Alana has the same feeling. Uh, I mean you and I both agree this is one of our, uh, you and I have been on a ton of episodes of Retro Encounter, Alana, and I, and for me, and I think also for you, this is one of my favorite episodes, one of my favorite games I've played for the podcast. One of my favorite games for the podcast, agreed. It's, Suikoden 2 is great, and I'm glad we finally did it. Turns out that all of these thousands of fans on forums for <laughs> two decades had, had, you know, had, had the right idea. Yeah, I get it now. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of PS1 games that I never played but really should, uh, next month we are doing episodes on Mega Man Legends 1 and Mega Man Legends 2. I don't know if we're going to have one episode for each or two episodes for each. I'm still sort of figuring that out right now with some other uh, with some other RPG fan people, but it's going to be either two or four episodes. And after that... I haven't planned very far ahead because um <laughs> our, our because our internal poll for the next game after that is still unresolved and uh the, and there's a bunch of other episodes we have ideas bopping around I'm I'm trying to schedule them and get people together but there's uh you know there's been injuries and sick people and uh people with small children it's kind of it's kind of hard to get to recruit um my own stars of destiny for retro encounter <laughs> podcasts sometimes seriously but like marcos is so hard to get a hold of i think he might actually be batman <laughs> <laughs> totally. I agree. yeah uh-huh 
but uh, but anyway, so I, I don't know what exactly what's coming in the future. And also, I should apologize. Uh, I thought we were going to do a Pokemon episode last week, but it ended up being a Fire Emblem episode because of scheduling issues. It's a it's a weird situation. It's it's not it's not always easy <laughs> running a po- a weekly podcast. It turns out. But I have a lot of fun doing it, and I had a particularly large amount of fun par- podcasting with you four because yeah. you're great, and Sweet Two is great. Aww. Aww. But, Aww. but listeners, you're also great, and it would be great if you email- emailed us using retro at rpgfan.com or leave us feedback on iTunes or Google Play or however you're listening to us. RPG Fan also has forums, a Twitter, a Facebook page, a Discord, an Instagram page, and two other podcasts, one of which is sort of defunct, and the other one of which is Random Encounter, hosted by Derek Hemesbergen, which goes every two weeks and is more focused on current events and review games. Um, so please listen to those and check out all of those other websites which you can are linked from the RPG fan main page. So before we sign off for reels, uh, let's share how listeners can reach us individually, starting with you, Keegan. All right, folks, best way to get in contact with me is through Twitter. I'm at Kaylee Brand there. Come on in, stop on by. I'm taking my next big uh, gaming adventure going through the Trails in the Sky series. So oh, you can see my thoughts did. there. We have three episodes on Trails in the Sky one on the, which were which are episodes two through four of Retro Encounter. We yeah. did them super early. Oh, wow. and then we and then we had a, a follow up episode on Trails in the Sky second chapter right when it came out. Um, we, I wasn't on that episode. It was just a solo episode about Trails in the Sky second. Uh, that was I think also in the first year of the podcast. But I don't remember exactly when we recorded it. I wasn't I wasn't on it. So uh, Keegan, if if you're as you're playing those, which is a lot of video game, good, good oh, yeah. luck with that. Uh, <laughs> maybe check out those episodes. Oh, I definitely will. <laughs> I've been avoiding some of the older ones that I haven't played, but I'm getting through our backlog. Mm-hmm. There's God. If you if you want to just play, if you just want to devote an entire year to playing RPGs. You could just <laughs> you know hit up those legend that uh, that Legend of Heroes Trails saga. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And you you could be quite occupied. I I really want to get to Trails of Cold Steel eventually. I I, I love Trails in the Sky, uh, the Trails in the Sky trilogy, but I haven't I've barely touched Cold Steel. So that now maybe it's a future retro encounter episode. I don't know. Mm. Um. So, but uh, Leona, um, tell listeners how they can reach you. You can get me on the RPG Fan Discord server at Starmongoose, and you can also get me on Twitter at Starmongoose. Okay, and uh, Tris, your turn. All right, you can reach me at Discord at Therefore It Is. And listeners, just wanted to make sure to um, for you to listen to Solosi's contact information so that you uh, can tell him that you want to, uh, us to play Suicune 3. But, yay! Um, I would totally be on that. Oh, play. no. Well, okay, <laughs> now, that, now, that we have conf- <laughs> now that we have confirmed that we are doing a Kingdom Hearts episode, uh, <laughs> a, 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 later, either late in this year or early 2019, I guess there needs to be a new game for people to bug me to play. <laughs> <laughs> but Suicune yes. 3 will probably be better than Kingdom Hearts, I will say. As much oh, as yeah. I, I am I like okay. I, I am more interested in Suicune 3 than Kingdom Hearts, I will say. But I, I'm, I, <laughs> but I, I, I did pledge to be on that Kingdom Hearts episode, so whenever that happens, I'm afraid I will be on it. It's okay. Rob Fenn is going to suffer with you. Which okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I feel bad for him. He doesn't, he doesn't have to suffer with me. Come on, Rob. You don't have to do that to yourself. <laughs> But anyway, if you want to listen to me just suffer online in general, uh, the best way to do so is to uh, either listen to old episodes of Retro Encounter. I'm on about two thirds of them, or uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, and at Evoker for Dogs other times. Uh, and that, uh, and also I'm on 
Discord as Monsoon Mike, although I rarely venture outside the podcast channel, and I'm on the forums as Monsoon. Um, guys, we did it. We recruited yeah. 108 stars. You left someone out. I I oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Do I'm not, not going to live this down. Okay, look, I've had a rough week, Alana. I've played so much Dragon Quest XI. Oh, woe is you. Woe is me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Quest. Um, Alana, how can listeners reach you? Uh, so, you can find me on Twitter at Alana Hags or on Discord at Diving Falcons. I feel really bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you feel bad? Listeners, good night and good luck. Uh, uh, uh.